This is the Falcon Twin Podcast from falcontwin.com. I'm Brendan, and this is commentary for pages 12 to 22. Page 12. This is the chapter cover for Chapter 1, Exile. The chapter titles are, from Chapter 1 onwards, single words that describe Mika and usually one other character in the chapter. In Chapter 5, that didn't work quite as well as I would have liked it to, but by and large, that's how it works. The building in the back of this page is the Landmark Tower, which is a real building in Yokohama. I drew this from a photo. If you go to Wikipedia and search for Landmark Tower, you'll be able to find a photo of this building and some information about it. It wasn't as much of a pain to draw the second time that I drew it at the end of Chapter 1 because I didn't do all the details at that time. The Japan Institute for Advanced Physics Research, Kanagawa Center, presumably there are ones all around Japan. Yokohama is in Kanagawa Prefecture, and for those who don't know, a prefecture is basically like a U.S. state, only not as large. The building number 1098 has significance, but only to me, so I'm not actually going to tell you what the significance is. Walking into the building, you can see Mika at the back of the class as usual, and standing inside the building waiting for her is probably Yumiko there. Page 13, we see the lovely Yumiko for the first time with a sticker on her face. Speaking in Japanese because there are brackets around it, which is how every webcomic works, I hear. I think I actually managed to get the brackets on all the Japanese dialogue pretty much right all the way through chapter 1 and continuing on into chapter 2 and one or two other times throughout the rest of the strip, which in retrospect is kind of amazing because that's the sort of little detail that it's pretty easy to overlook. There's a heart in the dialogue bubble at the end of the first panel, which I can't say I'm too fond of. I do it a few times during chapter 1, and I pretty much stopped after that because I don't like it so much. It's a very manga-esque thing to do, and given that Falcon Twin moved away from that fairly rapidly. It's not something I feel the need to keep bringing back. The characters in this page, with the exception of Yumiko in the first panel, all look pretty bad. Mika's kind of alright in panel two, but by and large everything else just doesn't work very well. Beneath the page you'll see I wrote a comment that was titled, Larry Lomax is Dead. That's a reference, obviously, to the movie Weekend at Bernie's. That's something to keep an eye out for as you read Falcon Twin, are movie references, because I used to watch a lot of movies while I was drawing Falcon Twin. Not only the movies, but I also would listen to the commentary tracks, so I have both of them pretty much memorized, because I have a weird memory for that kind of stuff. None too subtle exposition between the two characters. They're standing there telling each other things they both already know, and you can see that the backgrounds are pretty sparse, to the extent that Panel 3 doesn't actually have a background, which I don't really think I can get away with anymore. Page 14. The first panel isn't all that bad. I don't mind it too much. Yumiko is taking the initiative, as she always does, and dragging Mika kind of along with her, although it's not like Mika's fighting her about it or anything. The eyes on this page, if you look closely, you can see are shaded in Photoshop because I guess I forgot to shade them in pencil. Panel 2 makes me want to curl up into a ball and cry myself unconscious because it looks absolutely wretched. One nice thing about that panel, though, is that on the right-hand side of that panel, you can see the second bully girl sort of cut off by the edge of the panel. The panel with the girl tripping Mika, I don't actually mind all that much. I would have made the effect lines a little bit more horizontal, and I would have made the trip text a lot bigger if I were doing it again. Now, in the fourth panel, I have no idea why there's no dialogue bubble around Mika's wah scream, but there isn't, and it's kind of dumb. The final panel, the body's... Well, about what you would expect for that time. The only thing that I can say that's nice about this particular panel is that Mika's shoe on her left foot has actually slipped off a little bit. And that's a little detail thing that I always like to have in there. Page 15. So this is fairly typical Japanese school bullying. 
I don't know if this stuff actually happens at senior level in high school, but I already did it, so it's too late to change now. The heart earring on the first bully girl is a nice, nice touch. That actually was in the last panel. I forgot to mention it there. Now, the second panel on this page was supposed to be from Mika's perspective, and I think that was fairly obvious. The only problem with it was that drawing characters from that perspective was kind of difficult, and still is for me. Also, I realized as I got about halfway through it that I was about to embark upon some sort of weird upskirt phenomenon, and I decided to try not to do that, and I don't think I completely pulled it off. So you can sort of see up their skirts, but you can't really see anything. The girls did have names. I don't actually use them when I'm talking about them, not like I talk about them very much anymore anyway. The long-haired girl's name is Saiko, because if you watch Japanese anime, pretty much every bad girl is named Saiko. And the short-haired girl's name is Noriko, for reasons I'm not going to get into. Yumiko looks kind of strange in the last panel of page 15. Her jawline is particularly odd, although I do like her expression looking impatiently at uh, Noriko. Page 16, you can see that the shading is cleaned up all of a sudden. As a matter of fact, I'm actually kind of fond of the background on the first panel of this page. It's still a little bit sparse, but actually it works a lot better than the other backgrounds that I've had so far. What I'm not too fond of is the extreme close-up on the second panel, which is very awkward and something that I really wouldn't do anymore. And of course, there's Yumiko sticking up for Mika, as usual. This is pretty much how the relationship works, I think. The confrontation between the girls and Mika is, is sort of contrived, and, and it doesn't really seem all that natural. But then again, I don't know, there are some people out there who are just assholes, so maybe that's part of it. I do like the layout in the last panel, which has a very nice visual effect where you've got Mika surrounded on either side by the two girls, and also they're taller than her, so she sort of looks boxed in on that panel, which is very nice. Page 17, the bad titles just won't quit. Like I said, the physical assault thing is kind of over the top. I like the change-up that I was doing with the panels here and sort of breaking open the third panel and then the last three panels are sort of staggered. The fourth panel has got a weird shape. I don't really do that anymore, and that's mainly just because I don't read a lot of comics and so I don't know very much about panel layout. Moreover, I don't really care too much about panel layout. As long as the basic idea is conveyed, then it's kind of irrelevant to me. I'd rather put my juice into the characters in the backgrounds. And if those turn out the way they look, then you can guess how the panels are going to end up. The long-haired bully girl taunts Mika and calls Yumiko her girlfriend, which is something that there are probably a lot of rumors around school that they're closer than just your average pair of friends because they're together all the time. Page 18, I would have made the text in the upper left of the first panel a whole lot bigger if I had my druthers. What kind of confuses me about the story here, and it shouldn't because I wrote it, but it does, is why these girls attacked Mika anyway, because presumably they would have known that Yumiko was a master of kung fu or whatever the hell she is doing. But they attacked Mika anyway, and, and of course it doesn't really work out, which kind of seems strange. But I needed to have a confrontation and sort of establish that Mika gets bullied a lot. I mentioned that I was missing an accessory on this particular page. I'm pretty sure it was Yumiko's watch. I don't remember for sure in the first panel. But I, I went in and put that back in, in Photoshop, and you can't really tell. One thing that I really liked about this page is that in the background, on the first panel, you can see a guy in the background talking to one of the other students, gesturing over towards Yumiko and Noriko, apparently telling his friend to go look like they're having a fight or something. Which is, I really love to have little things like that in the background. There's a bunch of them. If you keep an eye out for them, you'll see them. And I'll talk about them when I get there. The hand on the final panel looks pretty good. Not Yumiko's hand, but Noriko's hand with the fingers getting kind of scrunched. 
That's probably my hand and my fingers. I never really managed to figure out how to draw girls' hands different from guys' hands, so in Falcon Twin they all pretty much look the same. Page 19. Still more fun with the panels, and actually I think this worked out quite well. The order is busted. The top left is first, then beneath it is the second panel, and then at the top right is the third panel with Yumiko looking really awful. And I saw it, the order didn't work, but I really liked the way that they were laid out. At this time, actually, when I had the website up, the website had a dark border around the page, so it wouldn't have been quite the same effect now where it sort of flows into the page around it. And Yumiko has a very strange sort of ominous look in panel two, doesn't she? The title of this particular page is a reference to The Mummy, the film, where they're on the biplane and Rick leans out and asks Jonathan if he's all right, and he says, Do I bloody look all right? And so that's what that was a reference to. And I like that the way that Noriko's walking away with Saiko and looking bitterly at her as she asks this sort of stupid question of, are you all right? Dialogue in the last panel on page 19 doesn't work for me at all. It's very corny and cheesy and something right out of a daytime TV special or something. There's another background thing on this page, too. If you look on the left-hand side of the last panel, you can see Rie walking in from the hallway, and she looks a little bit too tall. But that's something that I really like to do is to bring in characters before they're formally introduced and preferably in a way that people won't even notice. I've done that several times and so look for that if you get the chance. There is one time that I've done it that I don't think anyone even ever actually picked up on so I'm not going to tell you what that one is but the other ones I'll mention when I get there. Page 20, you may be wondering why Rie's name is in English on her badge when the sign in the background is in Japanese and you'd be right to wonder that and I have no idea why it's like that. For both of you who can't read the Japanese on the sign, it just says exit, like an exit door. I wasn't happy with Yumiko calling Rie hot because I don't really feel the characters should be calling each other hot if they aren't actually hot visually, because you know the reader can decide for themselves whether or not the character's hot, and to have other characters say it in the strip sort of defeats the purpose of even having visuals at all. I do like Yumiko's sort of naughty look at Mika in the final panel because it looks like she's already got mischievous thoughts going through her mind. Although Mika in the final panel doesn't really look anything like Mika at all, so the panel only worked about halfway through. Mention of Kazu, Mika's brother, who never really gets discussed too much until Chapter 6, and even then only gets a little brief mention. Mika's relationship with him was something that I thought would be interesting to develop, but ultimately didn't have any real relation to the story, so I decided to avoid that. And also, you notice all the accessories that Yumiko has in Chapter 1. There are a bunch. There's the stickers on her face, there's the purse, there's the watch, there's the earring. And I sort of learned the hard way that having a bunch of accessories on a character isn't really the best idea in the world because then you have to remember to draw them all. And it's not that drawing them is difficult, but remembering is actually kind of difficult. So from then on, I've tried to keep the number of accessories characters walk around with to a minimum. Page 21, Yumiko's finally starting to lose patience with Mika. In the final panel, Yumiko mentions that they should have a good time, and I get the feeling she's already got some ideas of how she and Mika should have a good time for her birthday. The chibis in the last panel are another thing like the heart in the dialogue that I decide to get rid of and not, well, not get rid of, but move away from. There's at least one or two more in chapter one, and also I think I used it a couple of times in chapter two, and then once really, really badly, sort of, in chapter four. Again, it's another thing that really manga does a lot, but as Falcon Twin has become less and less of a manga over time, it was something that I didn't really feel compelled to use very much. 
The cutaway for panel four works very well, and I don't know why I don't do it anywhere else really. And I may have done it once or twice, but by and large, I don't just cut away to something completely unrelated and still have characters talking with dialogue on top of it. Which is strange, because in this particular case, it worked just fine. Page 22, which has probably the most obvious page title in the entire strip, no one really actually said much about it. One thing I was very happy about that title was that I was able to bring it back and make a reference to it in Chapter 6, which no one really picked up on either. But I like doing that kind of stuff, even if I'm the only person who gets it, because it makes me feel like I'm in on some sort of joke. More chibis in this page. Again, something I don't really plan to do very much anymore. Yumiko in panel 2 looks actually about as good as she's going to, at least at this point in the strip. This sort of became the definitive look for Yumiko for me, so whenever I needed to draw Yumiko for the rest of the chapter, and then even later on when I brought her back, I would go back to this page just to get a look for her, because I think that it looked all right. There's another heart in the dialogue here, I can see. I guess that's just a character thing for Yumiko. Panel 5 looks really, really awful. Where Mika is winking at Yumiko, I just don't like anything about that. Not only is the art bad, but the way that it plays out is just utterly cornball. It's like something out of a lousy made-for-TV movie. And the final panel, they walk off into the sunset. Although it's not actually a sunset, it's just the next scene, which I'll talk about in the next podcast. So there.